0: and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Lal Jeremy, or check out my website, jeremylalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like this show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 265, and today I'm joined by showrunner Ken Cooperus. Ken's known for such shows as Hudson and Rex, but also more recently, and more on theme with tonight's episode, The Hilarious House of Frightenstein. And we're going to watch a film together. Alright, so we're sitting down to watch Fright Night. I'm Jeremy, and I have never seen this film. I'm Ken, uh, and I have seen this mo-
1: movie several times, many times. Owns the steel book. Yes. All the all the things.
0: Maybe my favorite um maybe my second favorite horror movie of all time. I think this is the like this is one of the few horror films that not only have I not seen of this era, but I know nothing about other than I think you mentioned is a vampire movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's all I know. For, did this be, did, this didn't become a franchise, did it? Um it it did get a part two in the late eighties,
1: okay, um, and that was it. And then they remade it a couple of years ago with uh, with um, what's his name, the the actor who died young. Uh,
0: oh, was it uh, oh, Yelton? God. Yelton? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Anton yeah. Yelton or something. Anton like Yelton.
1: Yeah, um, uh, he did a remake that was also very good with Colin Farrell in the um, in the vampire role, and uh, I think David Tennant was also in it. It was different. It was uh it you, was it was just different enough that it felt like fresh and good and it was surprisingly one of those remakes that's very good oh nice um, and then they made a sequel to that one too that was total junk ah as they do yeah
0: uh, but fright
1: night 2 from the 80s hard movie to find but it's actually quite good it's a good sequel
0: okay nice uh, I don't know what to ask because I don't know I don't know who's in it I don't know who I don't made even want it. to tell you. No, don't tell me anything. I, I'm going to tell you one
1: thing that won't give anything away. Okay. One of my favorite cinematic characters of all time is in this movie.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, not knowing what the movie yeah. is, I don't... Yeah, I'm really, really excited to go in because I don't know anything about it. I know it's '80s, so I, I'm sure it's going to be, like, slightly shticky, uh, you know. Um, you said that there's good visual effects that... Or not visual effects, but practical effects that hold up. Yeah, I mean... I haven't watched it maybe in two or three
1: years, but um, the last time I watched it, I was like, wow, this yeah. is terrific. Because
0: there's no trace at all of any digital effects. This is all practical. Nice. Well, I love it because like, even now, even though I do a really good job, it's funny because my son was debating joining us on this. He's like, well, I the trailer. I was like, don't watch the trailer. <laughs> this is the whole point. The whole point of this is like, how many times can you go in like knowing almost nothing, which is what I'm going into this with. Yeah, I'm excited for you, actually. Well, I what? love whenever, whenever I get
1: the chance to show uh, people like a new movie, this is the one I go towards. Like, oh. I'm always like, oh, have you seen Fright Night? That's the one you gotta watch.
0: You've been on the podcast a million times. How...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I, w- I, I 100% would have assumed that you'd already seen this movie. I
0: don't... It's one of the bigger 80s uh, movies. Yeah, like, I'm still behind on horror films because I had my own troubled relationship with horror as a kid. And so I've only caught up in my, my adult life. Of watching '80s horror movies, um, and this is definitely one that was not even on my radar. Like last year, for the the Halloween series I did, was the first time I watched Hellraiser. Right? Yeah, the so, Pumpkinhead. The Pumpkinhead. Yeah, <laughs> so that was the first time I, I'd seen I'd seen that. So, <coughs> wow! Um, and, that's, and, see, that's it. I don't like the Hellraiser
1: movies. I think they're all terrible.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> um, but it was, and I think, what did, did you, or is it Leprechaun? No, not Leprechaun. What did we, we watched Pumpkinhead. Pumpkin yeah. yeah, we watched Pumpkinhead, right. Yeah. yeah. I like the first Pumpkinhead. I haven't seen any of the others. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm not sure if there's any, like, big ones left now. I think I might have done them all. Oh, I I'm bet sure. I can find you uh, a couple that you've never even heard of. I accept the
1: challenge. The Burning? Have you seen The Burning? There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's a, that's a proto Friday the 13th that stars Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. Double bill! (laughs) Double bill!
0: (laughs) It's got to be on a streaming service somewhere. Yeah, I've got the Scream Factory release that's pretty great. Alright, we'll we'll hold that off. We'll watch it some other time. Sounds good. Alright, well, we're going to dive in and we'll be right back. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So we just finished. Uh, Wow. (laughs) I'm going to be singing that Ken was saying he misses when movies had title songs. Uh, And so for those who have seen Fright Night, it's got a pretty great closing credit song. Yeah. That also just perfectly fits the tone of the movie. Totally. Like, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's, It's fun. It's goofy. But it's got that 80s... It's got a great beat. It's got a great beat. Yeah, it's so good. Uh... Wow! 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 So you're saying I can't remember if you said this on on Mike or not, but this movie has one of your favorite characters. Yeah so is it is it Peter Vincent? It's Peter Vincent, at, the fire killer. At, at, at first, before <laughs> Peter Vincent was really established as a real character and not yeah. just like the person inside the TV. Yeah, uh, I thought it was going to be Ed or Evil. Yeah, as they call him. Who gives a friend a nickname Evil? It's awesome.
1: I think it, like I don't. I'm not even sure. Here's the funny thing about evil. I'm not even sure they're friends. No, they're, I don't know. Like that. I think he's like the weird kid at school um, that they don't. Re- they are not really
0: friends. But they don't establish another friend group for for uh, what's the, the lead character's name? Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's not really associated with anyone else anyway. So no. But I think I think it's like he's
1: the the freak at school who everyone kind of teases, fun and of. bullies, and uh, you know. Charlie puts up with, and uh, you know, everyone just calls him evil because he's like obsessed by horror movies and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: and is it assumed at the end that evil's still alive? You know, at the end of '80s horror
1: movies, there's always a tag just in case that has some sort of like. It's almost like the tag goes against the logic of the entire movie, and they've got it in. They've got that in uh, the first Friday, the first Friday the Thirteenth. Yep. The first um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, they all have, like, an illogical tag. And this has it as well. I think you just have to ignore it. Um, But if you don't, like, you know. Because it's definitely evil laughing at the end, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the nicer version, I guess, where evil's still out there. But, I mean, we kind of saw his uh, demise
0: pretty clearly. Yeah. In spectacular fashion. And also, it's like, mom's coming home from the night shift. Someone's got to explain the dead boy. Well, since they brushed
1: past all that, I guess we're led to believe that he just wasn't there and that maybe he wasn't dead and then, like, you know...
0: Because what was the timeline? He died the night before, right? No, he died the same night? He died the same night. So in theory, yeah, because the rule that they established in the movie was that if you kill the the master vampire before the dawn... Yeah. That everything goes... undoes all of the vampire... If you haven't turned... I think or something like well, Both you of have them to be unturned.
1: yeah I, I mean it's a little it's
0: a little the logic's not uh, you know yeah. ironclad for but sure. if she turns back he should have yeah because she he had she but had, we did
1: see him we did see him turn back at the moment of his death
0: yeah spoiler but, <laughs> well it's all it's all spoilers uh, anyway you're right I think it's a yeah it's just one of those things it's the classic don't think about it too hard yeah <laughs> Because he's not back in
1: the sequel. He's not back in Friday Night 2. Okay, well, there you go. And and Peter Vincent and Charlie are. And what about her, Amy? And Amy is not back. She's moved on. She's moved on. (laughs) Wisely. Wisely. And then it's dealing with Jerry Dandridge. That's the main vampire. Um, His sister moves into that house.
0: (laughs) I didn't But how many years later is it? Like, I, I think one year later. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the sister moves <laughs> into the... Yeah, his sister is also an ancient vampire, and she moves into Well, this. clearly. But what's the... Co- but they would instantly know, right? Now I got to... It's, it's, you said it's decent? It's actually really good. It's got a couple of great characters in it. Well, and now yeah, I got So she comes,
1: and she's got two kind of sidekicks, and her sidekicks are awesome. Well, now I'm, I'm going to
0: try... I'm gonna it's tricky it's... to find. It's tricky to find... Let me just end up on really, really quickly. Uh, so we're, how many how many times have you seen this? Oh, I, at least 20. At wow. least 20. I When I was in my uh, teens,
1: I probably watched it 10, 15 times easy. Yeah? And then I watch it once every
0: five years, basically. Wow. Uh, I'm just looking at Fright Night 2. That's the Fright Night new 2. Yeah, not the new 2. The new 2 is bad. The new 1 is very good, but the new 2 is bad. I don't watch them all um, I'm just looking up I can't see I don't even see it uh, I use this um, do two like as two eyes two capital eyes oh, okay I use an app called um, just watch yeah that lets you kind of like look at every streaming service right in the country you're in and it'll tell you if it's available I don't even see it it's not even popping up as an option no it's it's hard to find. Damn, that's too bad. Yeah, it is very. You might, I mean, it might be on YouTube for all I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's it's so good. It's the the. There's so much I like about this movie, but there's so many things that it's. It's like—is the movie aware that it's funny? Like, its, it's I think it was. It's—it's it's meant to be a, a lighter
1: story, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's just the fact that it's like every time they cut to that house, it's just like enveloped in fog, and yet the rest of the street yeah. is totally clear. It's uh, you know, Peter Vincent
1: is clearly meant to be um, a comedy character. That's the poster for the freaking yeah. Movie. Peter Vincent's fantastic. I love Roddy McDowell. Is so great.
0: So great, such a great character. I would like first of all, like when it takes that turn, all of a sudden, like he just shows up at the TV studio. It's like, w- wait a minute, what? <laughs> well, you know, that's not so unusual because um, I cable used to. Access.
1: It's cable access, right? So right. it's, um, you know, I used to have a cable access show in Winnipeg when I was sixteen.
0: Yeah, but I just
1: walked in off the street and went, "Can I have a show?"
0: And they said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" So. It, it is like that, you know. Weirdly, yeah. fair enough. But it's like, is it a small town? Like, it's not established
1: where they are. It is are. a suburb. It's a suburb. It's okay. a, it's because they they're close enough that they walked into the city to do, um, you know, they went to that club. Right, right, right. Um, okay. so presumably it's on like the outskirts of like Chicago or something. I'm not sure what the city right. Is.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, and at the time, that would have made sense. But it's just that it's like. And nowhere does it establish that they can even get into touch with this person, right? Now all of a sudden he's there. Yeah. So that that was a huge shock for me. (laughs) I was like, "What? Like he's in the?" But then again, men said how much they were using that character, and and just like he's got the best character. He's got the only character arc in the movie, really.
1: Yeah, it's yeah yeah
0: basically it's his movie. Yeah. In a way, considering he doesn't actually
1: show up until about halfway through the movie.
0: No, and because Charlie as. Charlie's just not a great character. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of whiny. Yeah. You don't, I don't really care for Charlie.
1: But he kinda has to be because, you know, he's the guy that nobody believes.
0: Fair enough, but there's a way to anyway. But it's just like he's he's just he's a bit one note. Where yeah, I, can see I actually
1: really like William Ragsdale um as an actor. I think he's
0: pretty good. Um but yeah, he's saddled with a character who um It reminds me of just, like, Luke in in A New Hope, where he's just a bit whiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, there's a way to, he just kind of grates on you a bit. Yeah. Just to the point where it's I don't disagree. Where you don't really care if he, Mm -hmm. like, because Chris Sarandon is so charming. Yeah. You know? And, uh. And that's kind of, like, that's the
1: disarming part of this movie. Is that, you know, Chris Sarandon basically says to him, hey, like, just forget about me. I like, you know, we'll forget about each other, you know, it'll be fine. Like he doesn't even want to kill him. No. And like it's Charlie who keeps like, he just, I mean, granted he is a villain. He's killing all these prostitutes that are going over next door to the house. But at the same time, he's like, let's make a deal. Like yeah. I'll
0: leave you alone. You leave me alone. Like who's not going to take that deal? Like, yeah, with the vampire <laughs> Well, it's also the idea that it's like, and, and, and we've seen this little conversation in other movies where, you know, I'm surprised it wasn't in here. Where the vampire is almost basically saying some version of, If you really think I'm a vampire, what the fuck do you think I'm gonna to do to you at yeah. night? <laughs> totally. Like, If you really believe this is true, you think this is the way to stop me? Are you a fucking idiot? Yeah. You know, the fact that he goes to the police, he br- that's the He brings the police and he goes to the front door was. I just love that whole scene because I love the menenness of it all. Yeah. Like, it's very smart and clever. It, it even has that ridiculous moment with. Um, with Roderick Dowell's character at the end, when uh, when they're when they're explaining to the audience the rules of her coming back, turning back into a human, was like, well, everything else that's been in movies is true so far, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it must be. So they really have fun with that, yeah, uh, and the rules of it. And I like that they turn it on its head too. It's like, well, you got to invite them in, and then instantly the mom invites them in.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, the, there's just great stuff like that. Like that's the you know where the comedy comes into play. And, I mean, they don't do anything to... Like, the character of Ed is a very unusual character. His probably, delivery and his uh, his entire demeanor. Like, Ed, everything about him is off.
0: Yeah, he's designed to become, like, a weird... Like, he's designed to become the character he is at the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that actor um,
1: eventually goes into porn. Not a surprise. <laughs> yeah. He did a couple of movies. He did a movie called Fraternity Vacation, which I quite like. Uh, that stars Tim Robbins. Okay, it's like an '80s sex comedy. Um, his name's Jeff uh, Jeffrey something. I can't remember his last name, but I'm well, um, to look him up. Eventually, he ends up in porn, um, very as, very strangely. As one, uh, as, you know, which is weird because he's not. He doesn't have what I would call a porn face.
0: <laughs> oh no, he's a weird looking dude. Oh, that's. Um yeah. He not, not the first person I think of, um when it comes to that Steve Jeffries. Oh yeah. Jeffries, yeah. Jeffries. Yeah, so many credits once uh when his career really took off after uh <laughs> But he goes back and forth, he does oh yeah, he's Seaman traimin- Training Day. Oh, his Sam Ritter is his porn name. Nice looks like. Sam Ritter. Yep, that's his porn name. Wow. Some of the titles of these videos are I think it's I think gay porn as well. A lot of it is. Yeah. But but go based on these but titles. You know, he's a, he was a good actor. Like,
1: yeah, like a little heavy handed, but like he was great
0: in that role. It also just feels like they like he was told, like, ham it up and just be yeah. creepy and weird. Like, really milk the hell out of every single line. Yeah. And milk he did. Yeah, there's no line here really plays a straight. Like what's shocking is his death scene or his supposed death scene mm-hmm. is like kind of moving. It you know, I I almost tear up every single time I watch that. Because
1: um Peter Vincent's tearing up. Yeah, because he's, he's
0: like crying. I killed the boy.
1: Yeah, and it's like he's and like there's a point where the wolf is reaching um, out. Yeah, so we so we should probably mention, yeah, he's uh, he's a werewolf and he's a full wolf when he comes out of the room. And we get to see maybe the most amazing reverse trans-
0: transformation. It's really well done. Like, even just, there's that great, like, um, Texas switch where, like, the wolf hand pull like, just, it just, it, and it's, the timing is great where it just kind of, like, drifts out of frame a bit and then the human can comes back in. Yeah. But it doesn't feel, like, it feels natural. It's yeah. It's so well done. So well done. Uh, w- like, one of the best
1: effects I think I've ever seen in movies.
0: Yeah, the visual effects in general are pretty solid here.
1: Because there was, like, four wolf, there would have to be four full wolf costumes
0: or involved. More. There's at least four, for sure. Yeah. Just in that scene alone. Yeah. There and But even just the makeup on his face when he's in between. Yeah. What, what it made me think of is like, um, because I, I saw this film just now, uh, the one thing that always kind of stood out to me in um, Rodriguez and Tarantino's Dust Till Dawn mm-hmm. is the fact that the when they were vampires they look different yeah because i always think of like well vampires are just sexualized humans with fangs right and maybe their eyes are different but i never thought of them like turning into like monsters they were yeah and i think but that's but it's almost like they took that from fright night
1: yeah i would i think so like i can't think of too many earlier movies where the vampire face was so monstrous
0: yeah but I, but it's great yeah you know? amazing and I think we've seen that a bit since then. Even I was thinking of you know, as you do while you're watching this, I was thinking of that series True Blood, which I haven't thought of in forever. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, and they did, this, and that was the same thing. That was just sexy vampire. Yeah. Well, that yeah. movie was all just about sex anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of sex, <laughs> Amy. Yeah. So what a fascinating character because it's Amanda Beers, too. Do you um, did you
1: watch? Um, she was the neighbor on. Um- uh she was very familiar. Um the sitcom with Al Bundy.
0: Oh, that's who that was? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, cuz I'm like I know her. I've seen her. Yeah, I watched Married with Children. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So she's the na- she's the neighbor. Yeah, same haircut too. Same short yeah. haircut. Oh, yeah, that's totally her. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was trying to place her. Um fascinating. It's just what it, cuz like all her just she's just like a typical horny teen. Although, chased chaste the, chased and then horny. <laughs> like, chaste and then strange. horny. Yeah. And then, because so, the one thing they don't talk about, although I think most people know from vampire lore, is that vampires are just seductive.
1: Yeah. Creatures.
0: Well, they, I mean, they, um, they charm, right? They have that uh, me- mesmerizing spell or whatever. Yeah, but is. they don't mention it. So it's like, you're just watching this going, is she just really into any guy that's into her? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or is it that, that she's under his
1: spell? Yeah, I think it was, to me, it was pretty clear that he had, like, completely kind of done his uh, mesmerizing I was under his spell. (laughs) He
0: is handsome. He's a handsome, handsome man.
1: Yep. Susan Saran is
0: not the only one to have fallen for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, but, like, that scene of the dance club with the two of them, like, that's a hot scene. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. He is, like, um, he's very charming. Yeah.
1: He's very charming, and I love it. You laughed, but I love it when he steps
0: out of the thing and says, "Welcome to Friday for real." Oh, I love it. It's I great. love that line. It's like, so cheesy. Such a great line. It's so cheesy and terrible, but uh, but but she's great because she's also got. Like, there's this one moment I loved of her where he is like is almost going to bite her neck, and she like twists her head, and he pulls back and stares at her, and has this moment where it's like he respects her or something. There's something where he's like, huh. Yeah. I like she's got a little bit of fight Well, her like You
1: know, that's, I think the other side of that that they don't talk about is that he is enthralled by her because she looks like someone from his past. Yeah. That's, he well, they mention that, it, they mention it. Yeah. They have that old, he had that old painting and like, so, um, I think there was something there that was like, you know, it was mutual in the, in that, in those moments. Yeah. And he wanted to turn her into his new bride. Although like he, uh, after he did, uh, turn her, he treated her very shabbily. Like, Gave Charlie, basically, like, gave her a steak and told him to, like, you know,
0: go ahead and kill her before dawn if he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, that was... <laughs> but but he did have a second coffin down there, like, as if he was ready for her to join him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I wondered if that was I mean, a... the assumption was that, yeah, they, that they
1: would kill everybody and that, yeah, she'd have a second coffin for her.
0: Yeah, I think... I, I also took that a bit as, like, oh, you can try to kill her, but she's going to kill you. I I guess I thought he he was being cocky and assuming that he he either wouldn't be able to go through with it. Yeah, I I think that was the assumption, but at the same time like, you know, Charlie, you know,
1: he he used that used that uh, cross on him and stuff, like it's not like he was afra- like that afraid of him.
0: No. So let's talk about the familiar. Yeah, yeah. What was he? So this is
1: like a zombie? No, but, but like, not- so this is the thing. It's never really been figured out. The filmmakers won't talk about it <laughs> because they because they probably don't know. And like so he's not quite a vampire, he's not quite human. He's some sort of homunculus or I don't know, like uh it's very strange. Like the green ooze. I was like is yeah. that He's not a zombie. He's not, like, what is he? Yeah, he, so he's not a vampire, definitely, because he can walk around in daylight. Yeah. And he's not
0: a zombie because he can think and talk and move. Yeah. And he's not eating humans that we know of. Yeah, like, it, it appeared that he was just kind of a through. But then, like, he, yeah, the green blood doesn't quite track. Yeah, I just thought he was a familiar, and it was, like, the idea is, like, hey, be my, my servant, yeah. and then eventually I'll turn you. There's no indication that he's not human until, like, until, until and, the moment of, like, uh, of the attack. Until the moment Heads where the filmmakers need him to not be a human. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they also, they also wonder if that's not, like, a weird studio know where. There's, like, we need more, like, creature effects and shit in this movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I don't know why they would think that, though. There was plenty. Yeah, there's quite a bit, the, it, but it's interesting, like, for a movie, I guess it's because it's like in the mid-80s still, like, there's almost, there's, there is no body count that we see.
1: Uh, no, I mean, we see the body bag get thrown in the car at one point, but yeah, no, there's the only, well, because he's a vampire, so, you know, he turns two people. Yeah. And we do see the body, we do see Ed die, but not for That's him. true. Um,
0: but we hear, I think we hear about four victims. That's true. But they don't, yeah, you never see them. Like, where nowadays, the movie would almost open with a murder of yeah. one of them. Yeah, Right? You'd see that first. Instead, it opened with, like, a newscaster going, a body was found, you know, like, it's all, that's the most you really get. Yeah. Which is better in a way, because it's like, that now It's from it's from that character's point of view.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Which I think is what works really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's it's some. I, it, there's some great scenes though. Like, uh, um, there's so much makeup in it. Like yeah. he turns into a bat. Like there's a bat fight. Like there's there's his uh, the final the final uh, scene of when the when the sunlight all comes through the window and he turns into that
0: winged skeleton creature. Like it's outrageous stuff. Yeah, but it all tracks. None of it feels. Over, the only thing that like, that makes you really go, what is is the dude? Is the familiar yeah. guy? Yeah, where, for sure, for sure. What is that about? I like that you're like, yeah, nobody wants to talk about it. So, what kind of stuff is in that? You said there's a five hour. Um, so there's of- so there's a, a documentary in here called
1: uh, "You're So Cool, Brewster," that was made by a um, UK company. That do they do these Kickstarter um, documentaries? They did one for uh, Hellraiser, and they did one for Robocop, um, and and then they did this one. I think they've done a couple of others, but um, you can you can buy them separately. Like uh, I think I bought mine off a of Kickstarter, and uh, it's great. It's like a five hour, and then they put it on this new four K version um, as one of the extras. Um, it's been it's like. It's such a deep dive. It's so good. I bet.
0: So what kind of stuff did you, did you pull out of it? Anything, um, anything you
1: remember? Gosh, it's been about three years since I watched it. But um, uh, did I learn anything? There's a lot of Chris Sarandon talking. Like a lot of Chris Sarandon talking about his character and yeah, stuff, yeah. which is really fascinating. but. It's cool. The
0: uh, it didn't so, answer the question about the about the familiar the familiar. That's for sure. So shocked to see that uh, you know Spider mans Tom Holland directed the movie. <laughs> uh, so he it's interesting. So this was his first movie, uh, and then he also became known for Child's Play. Yep, yeah, and Monster Squad and Monster Squad and many others. Like Tom Holland had
1: quite a career. He's, in well, order. he's still working. It looks like yeah. Um, yep, he's got a, had a huge career in like. I mean Monster Squad uh yeah child's play Chris Sarandon again he obviously loves Chris Sarandon yeah they got on well yeah
0: What's not to love?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah this and Princess
0: Bride man Chris Sarandon was a big part of the 80s so good Um I definitely it makes me definitely want to dive into the remake and uh and the, the remake, single, if I can find the it The remake is is so great because
1: they take the bones of this and they, they kind of do their own thing. Like the Peter Vincent in the remake is a uh, Chris Angel style um, Las Vegas magician. Okay. And the movie takes place in the suburbs of Las Vegas. Nice. Um, with um, with um, uh, Colin uh, Colin Farrell as the as the Jerry Dandridge character. And it goes and. Don't, um, don't
0: tell me! Don't tell me! Cause I don't watch it.
1: And I was just going to tell you who plays Evil Ed. No, don't tell me. Don't even tell you that? Me okay, okay. Um, you could probably,
0: probably guess is it, from the mid-2000s era. No, I mean, I'm just going to go to a blind. Uh, also, Jerry Dandridge is the perfect like vampire name for a guy in the 80s. Yeah. Like, Jerry? Jerry Dandridge. Clear, but clearly, that's not like, a sexy vampire name at all. No, but if he's trying to blend in it's like that'd be the name you would pick for that era of time you imagine that vampires have different names throughout their their lives yeah as they blend in so peter vincent to me like if i was
1: if i was ever gonna do cosplay he would be my cosplay character that's a good one Yeah. yeah you can rock it yeah man i love Roddy mcdowell he's so good you
0: could... Um, did we
1: ever do... You never
0: did um, Planet of the Apes, right? I did, I did it with my son. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's great in that, too. We did, we did, like, a whole... We did all the new ones, plus... Oh, nice. plus the first original one, plus the Tim Burton one. Oops, sorry. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. Because my son... Because we did... My, the plan was really just to do the the trilogy... The new trilogy, and then watch the original. Right. And then my son was like, right. found out there was a Tim Burton one, and wanted to tack that on the end of the episode. And then he instantly regretted it. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to go on this. You know, the Tim Burton one. It's not good, but it's not the worst. Like, it looks pretty cool. No, but if you watch it back to back with like the new trilogy, yeah, I mean, uh, and yeah. even the original, it's like it just stands out how how not great it is. Yeah, it it is not a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's not it's not
1: the worst. It's watchable. Yeah, it is, it's It's fairly watchable. And I thought they were smart to do a different ending, you know, like, because everybody you have knows to.
0: Well, when you, when, when the, I mean, the whole franchise is based around, like, a giant twist ending. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which, although I will say that they didn't do that in the new trilogy, yeah. they, because they didn't need to. No, because it, it started in, like, it started in... Well, it's an origin story, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. What are some of your other uh, vampire movies you like? Oh, uh, Near Dark is probably my second... I haven't seen th- Near Dark Oh either. my God, it's so
1: good. Are you serious? Bill Paxton? Oh, it's so Oh,
0: may- oh, it's oh awesome. no, I don't think I have, actually. Near Dark. No, I don't think I have. Uh, and then Vampire's Kiss, of course. Which I haven't is- seen that.
1: Oh my God. How many of you have not seen Vampire's Kiss?
0: Because the 80s. Wow. I was early 80s. I wasn't like a teenager until like the 90s. I
1: mean, Vampire's Kiss is a pseudo-vampire. Movie, okay. In the sense that like... You know it's it's a guy you're not sure is actually turning into a vampire or not oh, okay, <laughs> you know he might just be crazy um and it's Nick Cage, so you know it's gonna be great, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and
0: then of course, from Death till Dawn, I quite like Death so till Dawn's great um i always i like and i I just started watching the the t v kind of remake of it uh, interview with the vampire. Yeah, I actually don't mind the I, I don't mind the movie at all actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think Tom Cruise is phenomenal. It. Like, yeah, as as the that, yeah. I loved loved his performance in that movie. Uh, and Brad Pitt's great too. I uh, yeah. And also like and Christian Slater and Chris and Christian Stewart. Yeah. Uh Christian Stewart, um what's her name? Um uh Mary Jane Watson, what's her Chris uh, no, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, thank you. Yeah, yeah. like that was her breakout role. Yeah. Um, well, as a little kid, right? She yeah, it's a today. kid, yeah. And she's phenomenal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she is. Um, yeah, the whole cast is... And Antonio Manderas is in that movie. Is it Neil, right. Neil Jordan? Did he direct that movie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the new the, I've only watched one episode of it, but the new series is quite interesting. Oh, well, maybe we'll check it out. It's on AMC. I'm not a big fan of the, of the Anne Rice... The books? ...world. I like the... Um, but I do like the movie. Yeah, I like the Vampire of the Stat novel a lot. I only read a couple of the books because I wasn't loving them. Yeah. But I liked, um, she did a book called The Vampire of the Stat, which tells his origin story. Right. Which was, I liked a lot. Um, but then never really got into the other ones that much.
1: Yeah. They yeah. Feel,
0: I mean, that was, it was kind of like
1: pseudo Twilight or pre-Twilight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the sparkly vampires.
0: And did you ever watch True Blood? No. It's interesting. I watched the pilot. Yeah, it's very much like a C, like an adult CW version of vampires. Yeah, yeah. Like it's totally soap opera-y. but it also it's a it, it's aware. So there's a lot of fun things inside there, and so and some really great characters. But it's definitely like a show that I remember as it was going on from season to season. It just felt like oh, they're really just trying to keep this thing going, right? Um, yeah, it's based on a. Uh, A series of books too Called like The Suki Stackhouse Something or other Right Uh, Mysteries or something And all taking place Around this world Where you know Vampires you know Have come out of the coffin Ah And you can uh, And they can Walk among the living Because they have this thing Called true blood That is synthetic blood So they don't have to Kill humans anymore Right Oh that makes sense Um Oh And Lost Boys of course
1: I love Lost Boys
0: What's that? I'm fucking with you. Get up and leave. (laughs) That is one I do know. Yeah. I do do know Lost Boys. Um, It's not my favorite, but uh, I I do like it. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah, that one I watched uh, probably because it looked like a Stand By Me sequel. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I was a kid, I watched that. So much fun. Uh... I, I would ask you. you I, I can't ask you what your other favorite horror, Halloween horror films are because I know them all.
1: Yeah, well, I'm. You know, I'm like I'm eighties horror. Like I'm so well versed in it. I, there's not much I haven't seen. Of North American, I I I, I don't actually know a lot about the ba, the Babas and the and the Argentos, and I haven't seen a lot of that stuff. But well, that's for your next. That's I your am. That's kind of what I've been doing: is watching, getting into Giallo and uh, and stuff like that. But um, that's all new to me, um, mostly, but anything North American, like, I'm, you know, I've, I've been, I devoured over the last 30 years.
0: And why do you think that is? Cause you're, you're really prone to this, this genre. Uh, you know what? I've ha-
1: there's something about 80s, mo- you know, I'm, I'm all about pre CGI. Right. CGI really changed the face of moviemaking, um, in my mind, um, for the worst. That's not to say I don't like CGI movies. I do. Like, it's fine. But there's something, you gotta work harder when, when it's practical. And for horror, it's like, for horror, like, practical effects, there's, like, nothing quite like it. When they're done well. When they're done well, yeah. Like, for sure. There's something
0: very, I don't know, very cartoonish. You know, movies today are just cartoons. Yeah. Well, even Walking Dead, I think, does a really good job of balancing, like, the practical with visual effects. I guess. But I, I, I'll take, you know,
1: I'll take Dawn of the Dead any day. Like, yeah. You know, where where the blood looks like melted crayons and, like, uh, zombies take big bites out of you. Your
0: flesh just kind of melts. And, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, that's. I prefer it. I just prefer it. Nice, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. But it, like, Walking Dead does most like it's all all the their makeup on that show is incredible, and I think. But it's augmented with CGI. It, it totally is, yeah. And they, and they don't do like blades and all that kind of stuff. They they yeah. totally do. It's, but it's also it's a TV schedule. They got to <laughs> It's also a terrible show. It started off well, <laughs> the first half. Uh, but as it went on, it just felt like it's. It's just the nature of like the problem with doing a show like that is like. You know, it, because the show became such a hit that it's like, it's hard to hold on to cast because they want to go... Now they're being offered yeah. like bigger and better things, and so you can't hold on to them and tell the story that you were trying to tell from, like, the comics. Well, I mean, that shouldn't have been a problem because, you know, in the comics, the characters all
1: die constantly. Like, there's constant turnover. Yeah. If anything, it was the opposite problem of, like, finding ways to hold on to the cast because... You know they all die in the comics, basically, and are always them, turning over. But some
0: of them turn over, like you know Andrew Lincoln's character would have should have stuck around to the end, almost the end, almost the end. Well, his character's still floating around there somewhere. I mean, they I in mean, the world. Yeah, changes were made, right? Like his son in the comics. The last issue is all about his son. Yeah, his, his son. Yeah, what I what I did admire about what they did with the Walking Dead was at least they like, and, and I think it was partially for that, but partially just for the fans to keep it fresh. Of the comics, they they kind of like I, I consider the TV show almost like a remix of the yeah. comics. Where you know they hit all the same touchstones, most of the same characters are there, uh, and but it's always a little bit different. You know, sometimes yeah. someone dies instead of somebody else, or well, you know in the in the comics, Rick is the only character
1: that is like after the prison. Like, there's very few characters
0: that it, they do a complete, almost complete cast turnover. Yeah. Yeah, by the end of it, for sure. Well, even just watching, uh, because my son just wanted to start reading the comics, and so we were watching the show together. But it was so weird going, because I've I've still caught up, and whether, whether I begrudgingly have, I just want to see it through. I want to see how they finish up the series, too. Um, But just because they're starting to air the last however many episodes right now. I feel like I've been hearing for five years how they're, like, the last. Because the last for the last season, they did 24 episodes. Oh, okay. But they broke them into, like, eight chunks. Right. So the eight chunks over, like, a year and a half. Right. Right. So they probably would have announced it two years ago. And now, and now literally, the last eight are airing right, right. now. But, and then all the spinoffs, I guess, will so keep rolling. Well, that's not always... like It's fascinating just going back now and watching, like, that first season going, there's two characters still around from this season. <laughs> wow. Uh, and that's it, right? The rest yeah. of them are all. And my son's just going, "Oh, I love this guy." I was like, oh, "No, get this." <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, the thing that's, that pisses me off about this is that, like, we especially what they're doing with all the spin off series they've already announced is that there's still six episodes left to go, and you're announcing these characters are going to be continuing yeah, on yeah, after. Yeah. I'm like, where? What? Where? Where? Because they were really good about what you were saying about all these surprise deaths that you never knew was going to come, especially yeah. the big characters, but to now let us know that at least four or five of these main characters are going to walk off into some kind of a new show is just like, well, there goes any kind of drama for any scenes they're in. Yeah. I'm never going to feel like they're in danger. Uh, and that was always the problem with, uh, with, with that kind of thing, is just keeping it fresh and keeping your yeah. audience legitimately... But I get it too, because you always have the people that are like, "Well, you kill this character, and we're in a riot." <laughs> exactly. But that's but that's a good thing. You want like if if you people if your if your audience feels that strongly about your characters, you owe it to them to kill one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, anyway, uh, final thoughts on Fright Night. Grace, Grace movie ever made? <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Like, even, like, like Bones and all. Like, I really liked. The the cheesiness of it, the I I got a good kick out of it. Uh I think my I think I'm my son's gonna regret it. I think he would have really, really dug it. Oh that you know what, that that's something I just remembered from the documentary, uh, your mention of bones. So
1: when uh when uh when the familiar uh kinda melts and he's the skeleton and then he just kinda collapses and falls down the stairs. Yeah. Um they said they said chicken
0: bones. That's what it looked like. Yeah. They just like Spilt a bucket of chicken bones like- That's exactly what it looked like, <laughs> it looked like someone, But it was still effective It looked like they went out to a wing night The night yeah. before And just It's like don't throw them out Just keep them We'll clean them yeah. off And we'll Yeah they just spilt a bucket of chicken bones Down the stairs And it's still kind of effective well, it just makes you feel like they, they they looked exactly like chicken bones. But it also just made me feel like, oh, this is uh like the guy's probably really old too. Yeah. Maybe. Well he started to turn dust too, like sand started coming out of his skin. It was that that was the thing. That's why when the chicken bones fell down, I'm like, sure, why not? Because there was green ooze and then it looked like cornmeal. Yeah. Like, it didn't even look like dust. It looked like cornmeal. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was like sand. I thought it was sand or something. Like,
1: uh, Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Who
0: knew? At that point, they're just like, what's the rules for this thing? It's like, fuck, whatever. What, what's cool? What do you have in the truck? Sure, do that. Use that stuff. Well, we had chicken last night. Great. Grab the bones. <laughs> oh, shit. Classic. Classic. Uh, well, thank you for putting this in front of me because it's one of those movies that I, I'd heard of. Um, but I don't know if I ever would have got around to watching it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did. And now I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch, uh, I'm gonna track down, the sequel, the, the the remake's gotta be easier to find. I'm sure it's on a, Oh, sh- it's very easy to find the remake. I'm sure it's on a streaming service yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, do try
1: track down 2. Oh, I, well. I have seen it, I know it exists, but it's
0: hard to find. All right. That's the mission. Well, thanks for coming over. Yeah, always a pleasure. <laughs> Let's all go to the Thanks for joining us for Fright Night. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf Podcasts on ThatShelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before.